We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Tommy Tucker out today. I'm Dave Cohen. Glad to be here with you as... We saw last week when I left work Friday, I saw that the Dow Jones Industrial Average was headed for its worst week of the year so far in terms of losses, and the S&P 500 and NASDAQ weren't doing great either. Mark Rosa is president and CEO of the Jefferson Financial Federal Credit Union, helping us take a look at Monday morning markets with Mark. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Dave, good. How are you, sir? I'm a little. I'm, I'm, uh, we were talking earlier about how uh, most of us are dragging our butts a few feet behind us today, uh, with all the Mardi Gras that went on over the weekend, and then the Super Too Bowl much. last night. I know it. <laughs> so. I, I know it. it. It gets it gets busy. You yeah. know, Dave. Over the past uh, couple of weeks, you and I didn't have a chance to talk about it. Uh, Tommy and I were saying that the last employment report. Uh, it, it just uh, far better than expected. You know, we were looking at 180,000 potentially new jobs that came on, and it ended up starting with a five, like 520,000. So it was so far ahead of expectations. It was so encouraging for the economy. But in the under the circumstances, you know, and I was thinking about 2018, 2019, when you had so much the clearer picture when the economic news was coming out, it was building. It was an improving economy, and it was everything was performing well. We had, you know, 50-year lows on the unemployment rate, and everything was just moving in in a in proper step. All right, so fast forward to today. So we have post-COVID world. We had all the money that came into the system, and uh, it created inflation. Now we're trying to get that back down into, you know, uh, proper numbers, and it's well now. Good news is bad news. You know, you got all these people coming into the market. They, of course, are going back to work. They're going to pay their taxes. They're going to buy things. They're going to put more into to an economy well, that will potentially move it forward incrementally, and we've got to uh, and create potentially more inflation. So last week, what you were saying, the Dow, I think the, the markets were performing in, in somewhat of a vacuum because we had very, very little uh, news come out. We had the, some inflation news. University of Michigan conducts studies, I think, just about every month, and they publish those results. They're looking at a, a one-year uh, inflation expectation of a little over 4%. Okay, well, not the yeah. lowest it could be, but a lot better than it was you know, last summer. You yeah. and I remember it was, 8, it was, 9, 10%. Yeah, so. I was going to say it was between 9 and 10% last year, and that was unbearable. Oh, it was a killer. Oh, that's exactly. So then they moving forward, looking at a five-year of about 2.9. So how do we take that? Well, the Fed keeps saying we're not going to stop until inflation is two, which is is puzzling. Why? Because they, they you, you look at it like a 25-year average of inflation, 
and it was averaging about 2.5, 2.6, and it really great inflation rate. You've got to have some increases in prices, some growth rate in the economy going forward. So yes. some people would say, why Profits have inflation have at all? Yes. It, 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 absolutely. <laughs> you, you don't want that to be zero. First of all, it's too close to negative. You know, so any downturn in the economy would push into deflation. So you want a little bit of a positive number. But we were fine. We, the U.S., the economy, everybody was fine with a two, two and a half, two point six, going forward. You know, real wages were positive. People were making a little bit of money. Well, now the five years two point nine. So Fed, you're going to go down to two? Why so low? You know, that's overly restricting economic growth, and I think they're just pushing down too far. What I'd like to think is when they get down, the number starts with the two, it could be 2.999. Maybe they'll back off a little bit. But it, it's this week we have so much coming out, and these are expectations. So we'll start you know, between today and, and the, the, the rest of the week. We've got inflation numbers coming out for January. And between the, the consumer price index and the producer price index, so we have retail inflation and wholesale inflation. Both expected to come out at 0.4% for the month, the month being in January. Well, okay, how do we read that? Well, if you annualize those, meaning multiplying by 12, because it's a monthly reading, you got 4.8. So that's a bit higher than Michigan is expecting for the one year. Fed is still taking action to push the number lower. Yeah, and, it and is a lot. We're still, we're still lower above that 2.999, so we're expecting it, more it, interest so, rate Right, so they... Well, that's it. And, but you've got uh, you've got things that are that were reported negative last month. Retail sales were reported negative. When I say last month, the month before, negative. So a, a fall is expected to rebound to 1.7 percent for the month. That that is a strong number. Retail sales, uh, industrial production. It was reported negative two months ago, and now that's going to be up about five percent uh, annualized. Capacity utilization. I know it sounds like a mouthful, but it's basically at you know what are we doing with with our potential? Well, it was about seventy eight two months ago, and then last month it's going to be reported this week. The expectation is seventy nine. So I looked at type of stuff, and for people like me, I guess it's uh, you have fun by looking at these graphs. <laughs> Ooh, it, yes, it, nothing it, says you know, fun like exciting. looking at federal graphs. Well, Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't watch the Super Bowl. I was too riveted. Yeah, See, right. I, it kind of it took me by so. Right before, riveted on the graphs, Dave. You got to each his own now. Yeah, okay, yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> so you know, right before we talked about the eighteen nineteen economy, around nineteen when things you know couldn't be better by a lot of measures, it was around eighty. So capacity utilization is within one point of that. It's not like we're so different from those those great economic years, a pre-COVID year when none of us knew how to spell COVID. And the economy was doing wonderfully well. You know, so it's like many of these things. Again, good news is bad news when the Fed is is taking its action. How far, how fast they're going to go? I was saying that the, the January, well, it was actually February first, the second when they came out when they increased rates last time. The Bloomberg Financial System had it at a half of uh, a percentage point, fifty basis points. They decided twenty five. I'm thankful because going up too too much too fast has got its own consequences. Well, now, since that release, we have far better than expected uh, economic news that is coming out. We, we're, again, with the, the payroll numbers, we're just I, I could go on about that forever. Just at 500, what is expected to be 180. So it, it's like, I don't know if they're going to you know, ratchet up again. Nobody knows. 
I think they don't know until it gets closer. They, uh, they always put their, their decisions for the Federal Open Market Committee. They call them data dependent, meaning they're doing what we're doing, talking about the oh, economic right. numbers. So you then they decide, it, well, and, you know, The how, last thing you want to do is make a decision too early. I'm going to pause you right there, Mark, because we've got to take a look right. at traffic here on WWL. But when we come back, I want to know, all right, all these numbers, all this data, what does it mean for the average American and their bank account and their investments? We'll get Mark to tell us what all this means for us and what we should be doing with our money coming up next. But it really does put a spotlight on the fact that that $600 per adult plus those child payments that we got as part of the COVID Tax Relief Act of 2020 have really, really cost us a lot more than we ever got. We have lost money by far in inflationary <laughs> increases because of that influx of money into the system. If we had a time machine and could go back, man... We wouldn't make those payments again, would we? We'll talk to Mark after this. Check on traffic with Courtney P. on WWF. Going in for Tommy Tucker. It's Monday morning markets with Mark. Mark Rosa, president and CEO of Jefferson Financial Federal Credit Union. We talked about a litany of financial news that came out last week, or not much last week, but a whole lot coming out this week. We talked about the state of the economy and Mark's uh, inability to take his eyes off of the federal graphs on the Fed's website. Uh, (laughs) But, Mark, bottom line. What does take this medicine mean? for it. Yeah, well, no, no, you're fine. Don't worry about it. We all have our little thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, bottom line, what does this mean for what investors and your average individual should be doing with their money right now? And what does the future hold in terms of if you're making plans for the future and budgeting? Dave, I think I think people have to stay the course. You know, nobody repealed the business cycle. We've seen this before. Recessions come in unique ways, and that's why it's so hard to prepare for the next one. Uh, The credit crisis in 08, 09 had its uniqueness. You fast forward to the the COVID, now three years old, and we're we're in the transition. We're trying to get out of this and trying to keep uh, we, the whole country, with the Fed along and the government and so on. We're trying to keep, you know, inflation tame because we don't want to sit in a 10% year-over-year inflation. That would be so destructive economically. So oh, there's yeah. a little One bit of the medicine that, that comes with yeah. Absolutely. You know, you know, you and I are old enough to remember in 80, 82. I mean, that, it, was, it was so destructive, and the rates were far higher than this. But right before the credit crisis— I, would, you know, I was only worried about my piggy banking my seven. allowance in 82, so I didn't worry about inflation. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, That's right. We, we were a different place. But you know how destructive it was. So yes. I think you know it's transitional. A lot of the things are showing a very – you know, the economy was strong going into COVID, and all the ingredients are still there to keep it strong coming out of COVID. But it just – you know, the government poured on a lot, just an overwhelming – you said it before – uh, overwhelming a lot of money, uh, dropped their interest rates till zero, kept that party going too long. And last but not least, I think on the federal government side, away from the Fed, fiscal policy, they are still spending too much money. They've got to tone it down because they're basically negating some of what the Fed is trying to do. So bottom line, investors hold the course, keep doing what you're hold doing. Course. Better days are coming. Yep. And uh, for the average family trying to make ends meet, well, more inflation is on the way. We'll just have to see how much and more interest rate hikes are on the way. You know, I I took my daughter. She was looking at buying a car the other day to buy the same truck that she's in now because of the interest rates would cost her like $200 more a month. Compared oh, to I believe it. Absolutely. Yeah, we got used to, you know, 1.9% car rates. That's for sure. And now they're six and seven. And six. That's yeah. right. 
Oh, and those credit card interest rates. How are people paying 30-something percent on their credit cards? Dave, it's crazy. And and it's it's like people are still paying them. they got to refinance that. they got to approach their financial institution. they got to get get a handle All on right, Mark, that. Mark, we got to cut you off. Go, right. look at some more, go look at some more federal charts. <laughs> we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.